Welcome to another episode of the Money and Business Hero podcast, where we talk about the three pillars of financial success, money mindset, money management, and money making. My name is Florian Fritz, and my guest today, Roderick Lenhard, started his business journey at a young age and has created multiple multi-million dollar companies in both product and service industries. And he's also a multi-number one best-selling author and a international sought-after speaker. So welcome to the show, Roderick. Great to have you here. Yeah, Florian, thanks for having me, buddy. This is fun. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it's going to be fun. You have so much interesting stuff to talk about. <laughs> but let's start with your story. Uh, so what business? how did you start with business? What What's your what's your journey? Oh man, that that's a monster. I was uh, I'm a lifelong entrepreneur. I've only had the dirty word of the day will be job. I've only had a job for about three years, and it ki- almost killed me. And that's part of part of my hero journey. But you know, lifelong entrepreneur. I was that kid that was selling golf balls now at the end of the road, selling candy at school, wi- winning all the candy drives at school, and then moved on to start multiple businesses. By the time I was even out of high school. And by the time I graduated college, I had two full-time businesses running. One was selling products worldwide, and one was was an invention that I had for the automotive industry. But moved to uh, Charleston, South Carolina from there and was bought my first house. I was 21 when I bought my first house. So that would be your first wealth building tip is buy real estate and hold on to it for a long time. Um. I heard a, a buddy say once before, he said, if you want to, if you want to get rich, sell things, if you want to get wealthy, keep them, you know, so it's a, a good nugget that I always thought about, but, uh, I bought my first house and I was walking through the park that was behind my house and ventured upon a new homes neighborhood. And I met a woman named Lane, who is still a good friend of mine. It's been 25 years now. And she got me a job as a new home sales counselor. And slowed down my businesses. I sold one of them, uh, just basically shut down the other in favor for working 36 hours a week in a model home and quickly excelled at that, you know, lifelong sales. It wasn't hard to sell new homes and I'm making more money in a month than my parents ever made in a year. I can buy anything I want, do anything I want, go anywhere I want, going out to the CEO's house in Santa Barbara. I was a fortune 100 builder. I mean, they were big dog builder and, uh, I'm miserable. I wake up every day with the, is this all there is feeling? There's nobody I can really talk to about it because I have all signs of Western success and I'm anxious and depressed and suicidal and worse. And found myself on an operating table about to get the discs in my back fused. And a friend had given me the book by John Sarno called Healing Back Pain, where you learn that the pain is in your brain. It's a, it's your body's way of keeping you from emotional distress. And I was about to have this surgery, canceled it, said, there's gotta be a better way. And I quit that job. I dove into all the books that I had read. I probably read 200 books at that point in my life, all nonfiction, of course, and just tried to develop a system so that I wouldn't make this mistake again, because clearly I had done something wrong to find myself in this place. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that. And you you chase the money, you chase what people tell you is going to be happiness and success and all of those things. And you know, I like to say right map, wrong mountain. You know, you spend your life, you know, following the map that they everyone told you to follow, but you weren't supposed to go up that mountain in the first place. And that's really where I built the waves method. And it wasn't called that then, it was just my decision making filter. 
but all the things that are in the book, Million Dollar Flip Flops, are they came from that time in my life where I dug myself out of that hole and I just didn't, I never wanted to find myself there again. And I shared those tools and those practices with other people that were around me in my life. And they were just kind of a personal thing, right? And when I sold my last business last summer, um, I was sitting, I didn't have to do anything. I woodwork, I fiddle with hot rods in the garage. I don't really have to do anything at all anymore, right? Not bad for a kid that grew up listening to his parents argue about money. And I was sitting on a beach in Thailand and I looked over at Nicole and said, we've got to give it all away. And she's like, what? She has no idea what I've been brewing up in my head for for the last weeks. And it was this book. It was the business. It was coaching. I went to Brown and got my ICF so I could be a professional coach. And you know, it's just, how do I deliver this thing to the world? It's silly to have this die inside of me because it helped, it dug me out of a real deep hole. And I went on to have been to 60 countries on six continents and the world series and the Super Bowl and F1 at Monza and, you know, name it. I've, I've basically done it and had a business thriving business at the same time. So it was silly to just let all that go to my grave. And that's where all of this started. Awesome. Well, thank you for the story. Yeah. Hopefully it didn't bore you. (laughs) Very interesting life. No, absolutely not. Um, So actually, it's possible to have a thriving business and still travel the world and have fun. Yeah. Yeah. It all all comes down to values. You know, and if, if you look at what got me into that hole, it was that money is not at the top of my values list. And, you know, it's freedom, it's autonomy, it's connection with people. So why did I think that being chained to a a garage at a model home and seeing three people a week would ever fulfill those top three things in a million years? It didn't matter how much money I made. I was miserable. I could have been making $3 million a year. I was still miserable. And I've built businesses since looking at that. And that's what the Waves Method does in the book. It's your why. It's coming at it from an authentic place, a very raw, selfishly authentic place building out your values list, exploring that over time in the highs and lows of your life, and then building a statement of purpose. That's what the Waves Method does. And that's what I do with my clients. And it gives you this decision filter where I go, okay, should I take this job in new homes as the example? Well, it doesn't match any of my values. You know, it's like number seven and eight on the list. It certainly doesn't match my why. It doesn't. So no, the answer is just no. It doesn't. There's no checklist. There's no talking to my buddies at the bar. There's it's just you've built this thing over time when you're not in duress. And that's that's the idea. But so I build every business, including this one that I'm in right now, with freedom and autonomy and connection as the goals, right? So it's it, it feeds all of those things. And I know it's going to be a fit because I've taken the time to do that work. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Now, how do, how do we do that? If we go through, through that wave method uh, step by step, uh, the first thing was finding your goals, uh, your values, defining your values. First thing is why. So it's, why? it's defining your why first. And you're in it. So it starts with your why. It ends with your statement of purpose. And your why can be very broad. It can involve your faith. It can involve your work. It can involve a lot of things. Your statement of purpose is much more personal and it's much smaller. Your why can be a paragraph. Your statement of purpose is typically a sentence or two, but they're all built off of your values. And the reason I put authenticity and exploration on either side of values is because what we find is that this was certainly true in my life. Maybe it was true in yours is that you do a lot of things for other people and you don't realize it. You're doing it for your parents. You're doing it for your pastor. You're doing it for your partner. You're doing it for your kids. You you, the way you've built your life isn't your life at all. It's what other people need. 
And that's why it's okay to be selfish when you're doing these exercises. And then the reason I put exploration in there is because when you go out into the highs and lows of your life and you're having a great day and time is you know, a distant memory and everything flows, you need to look at that values list you're working through and say, which things is Florian honoring today that makes sense on that list? And the same thing when your day's shit, you know, and everything's terrible. Why, why am I here? What was the point of any of this? What things am I not honoring on that list? And you find that it changes over time. And it's, and it's work you can absolutely do by yourself, but I'm sure as you know, it's like when you have a coach and you have somebody looking at it from the outside and I see it happen every single time I do what's called a six week roadmap with my clients. And there's, there's five phases of entrepreneurship that we can talk about, but they find themselves in this third phase. And when they come to me and we build out a model for them of what they want their next year to look like, invariably it changes by the second week because they start to do this work, what they think they wanted isn't what they really wanted at all. And they were about to do it again. They were about to spend a year going after something that they really didn't want. And we all do that unless we have somebody looking at it from the outside. And then it's the same year over and over and again, right? That's it. Live the same year 70 times and call it a life. Isn't that what the quote is? (laughs) Yeah, like that. Now, how do I find my values um, so that I can do that work afterwards, uh, see what I really want, find what I really want and do that? So, you know, disclaimer by the book, there's, you know, million dollar flipflops.com or it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all of those things. Name, by the way, how did that come up? Uh, I will definitely tell you about that. (laughs) And I always say, do you you want the newspaper version or the actual version? But, um, but in the book, there's obviously it runs you through all of these steps. And then I've got a bunch of free resources on my website, the core value starter kit. There's a lot of ways to get, to get started with these things. And that's definitely the first, the biggest piece is discovering what your values truly are. But um, the way it, the way it was named, I was it was on that beach in Thailand, and I was reading uh, Mike Kim's book, "You Are the Brand." If you're familiar with that, and there's an exercise in there, and it says, "Look around your immediate vicinity, and what is it that describes you?" And it's flip flops. You know, I always have flip flops on. I whether I'm working on the house, if it's, if I, when I was in Austria, when I was during book launch, didn't matter. Um, I always have flip-flops on winter, summer, doesn't matter. It's just my thing. And when we were naming the company, it was, well, what does everybody want? I mean, plus or minus everybody wants a million bucks plus or minus everybody wants to be in flip-flops. It means they're on vacation or they're doing something fun. So that's why we named the company million dollar flip-flops. But what it what it really came to represent was that when when you go through this waves method, it, it will change over time. And if you look at what my superpower has been through my whole life, it has been to identify change and not be afraid to take that first step towards it. Didn't matter if it was business, personal, et cetera. I think most people know they need to do something, but they want to know that the answer is right. They want to know that it's on purpose. And that's what this thing is designed to build. And flip-flops change have led to the millions that the businesses and everything have uh, have produced since then. So that's it kind of ended up being a double meaning at the end of the day. Awesome. Beautiful. It sounds very interesting book. I think I need to get it. Yeah. You won't be the first Austrian to read it. Lydia's there reading it now. <laughs> well, if, you, if you've done a book launch here in Austria, obviously I'm, I'm sure somebody got it. <laughs> Now, you, you just said people want to know um, exactly if it's the right thing before they start. Is that what keeps people from actually starting and doing something? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, what I see as a coach and what I've seen helping business owners over the last 20 years is people, they they know they need to change something. It's that person that wakes up with that, is this all there is feeling. They know they need to make a shift, but they have absolutely no idea where to start or what to do or who to talk to about it. And you know, if you look at, I call it the five phases of entrepreneurship. And if we've got time, I'll run through them real fast. And all right. So you, so you can tell me if any of these resonate with you or where you've been in your, in your business life, but you know, it's the believer. I've got this thing. People are going to want my thing. I just need to get it in front of enough people and I'll be a billionaire inside of six months. Uh, I'm going to be rich and famous, right? That's the believer. The showman is people do actually want my thing. I'm starting to sell a little bit. I've got the SUV. I've got the house. I've got some of the outward signs of success. Everyone tells me what a great job I'm doing with my thing. The anxious philosopher, this is my guy (laughs) or gal, is a lot of people want my thing. I'm starting to build a team. I have all of the signs of Western success. I can buy what I want, do what I want, go where I want. And I wake up every day and say, is this all there is? I don't know who to ask because nobody wants to hear about my first world problems. You look at what's going around in the world. Nobody wants to hear me complain about making a quarter million dollars a year and why I'm miserable. So I feel isolated. I feel alone, but I know I need to change something. And typically that's when that person will either start over on a new business that they think is going to change the answer, or they'll go back to corporate or vice versa, et cetera. My job is to work you through that level three. If that's what you want, that's the caveat as fast as possible to peaceful warrior where you've done the inner work, you know why you're building your business. Every decision you make is designed to fill your cup first so that you can then fill others' cups to the best of your ability. And then level five is business Buddha, which you can infer what business Buddha is. So did any of those resonate with you? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what I do around here. You know, I, I, I want that number three person to not go back to number one and back to number three and back to number one and back to number three until they're 80. And, you know, I quote the death of Ivan Illich a lot where Ivan's on his deathbed and he's looking up at his wife and he says, what if my whole life was wrong? You know, that's what I don't want for people. That's why I'm here. That's my mission. Awesome. Great mission. Uh, Thank you. And now you're donating all the profits you're making with the book, right? Yeah. Everything goes to our foundations and sends to What's that? Who does that? Donating all the profits of a business and why? <laughs> uh, we and speaking of why, that that is my why. Is our goal is to send a million kids abroad, and we're partnered with EF Tours, who you're probably familiar with. There, uh, I was actually when I went from Austria, there in Salzburg, we went to Paris for Halt Prize um, at the Trian in there in Paris, but. You know, EF tours, if you're not familiar, is think, you know, middle school age kids who go on an international trip somewhere. And our goal is to be able to send a million kids in my lifetime, which is a big audacious goal. But like I always say, if I can only send a hundred thousand, well, I did pretty good. And it's for kids that show that grit and determination and entrepreneurship and drive, but they're just they come from a situation where they're never going to be able to pay for that trip. And ultimately it's a matching grant and we work with them to help raise money. And those trips cost about 4,000 bucks, give or take right now. And if they, Florian, if they only raise 10 bucks, they, they, we pay for the trip. You know, we come in and so that they can go have that experience because I was that kid who was not going to be able to go on that trip. And I can remember listening to my mom and dad argue about it at the dinner table and mom won as God rest her soul, (laughs) as she often did. And 
that trip alone changed my worldview. It's why I've traveled as much as I have. And you quickly learn, you know, there's no them, there's only us. And that's something that you can't teach in a book. You have to go experience that. And my hope is that those kids who likely were never going to go on a trip like that, take that experience. It changes their trajectory, but it also, they go back and have that conversation with a community that's not talking about those things. So that's my why. Awesome. Well, um, I didn't go with EF, but a similar company. That's actually how I learned English by doing those Amazing. trips and language programs with those company with a company like that. Yeah. And so obviously you think that traveling is and meeting other people, other cultures is is helpful. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Would make any right. difference in your life or your businesses. Yeah, I mean, I think there's so much that travel teaches you. You know, that you can't, it's not just about going to see the statues, you know, or going, going to Mozart's old house or whatever the thing is that you're doing. But, you know, it's, it's about learning that we're mostly the same on this earth. And without, without experiencing that firsthand, you know, and, and without getting off on a tangent, but if you think about our history of your country, my country, it doesn't matter where we are. It's the history of who we're taught to hate at any given time. You're taught to hate the French, taught to hate the English, taught to hate the Spanish, taught to hate the Russians, you're taught to hate. And if you ask everybody in a room, do you know any of these people? The answer is always no. We have no idea why we're, we just, we know we're supposed to hate these people. And when, if you go to those countries, you realize they're just like you. They just want a nice life. They just want to have a warm dinner. They just want what's best for their kids. They just, they're exactly like you. They're just from another country. And I think until you can experience that for yourself, it's, it's again, it's not something I, I don't think you can learn in a book. And so, yes, travel is very important in that way. And I also think it's, it's good just to realize that it gives you compassion for the people, certainly as Americans, you know, I, I, there's a quote I love. That's like, don't, don't make of some, don't make fun of somebody with an accent unless you can speak in their language. You know, it's, it, Americans need that, <laughs> you know, and it gives you that compassion for, you know, I'm fluent in Spanish and I, now I understand I didn't learn Spanish till I was 35 years old. And, but now I understand why people speak the way they do in Spanish in English, right? Because, because of the sentence structure and it just, it's something small like that. I'm sure you realize that with the language you speak, it's just, it gives you this level of compassion that you can't have any other way. Yeah, well, I um, absolutely agree. Speaking multiple languages also uh, is, I think, very, very helpful and uh, very a very interesting learning. Yeah, for sure. Expand the mind, right? It's yeah. the same thing. Absolutely. Now, uh, I think you already mentioned, and it, if somebody would like to reach out for you, uh, get help, buy the book, you can get it on Amazon, Million Dollar Flip Flops. Yep. You can go to Amazon, type in Million Dollar Flip Flops. You can go to my website, MillionDollarFlipFlops.com. And then we're at Million Dollar Flip Flops on all the socials. So it couldn't be easier. And my podcast just came out two weeks ago. So I need to have you on as a guest. Awesome. I'll, I'll be happy to come. Um, and you mentioned some page where you have a couple of free resources to download. What, what was that? Yeah. So if you're at MillionDollarFlipFlops.com forward slash resources, it'll take you right there and you can download all the freebies. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Now, I think we've covered it. I'll be asking anyway, uh, how important is money for you? <laughs> we did cover it. it. It is on the list, but it is not in the top five. Okay. Great. Uh, that's good. But that was a short answer. I never get a 
that's <laughs> question. Thank you. Now, we also also covered one wealth building tip, but what's your best wealth building tip for our audience? Uh, yeah, we did cover it with, with by, I'm, obviously I'm a real estate guy, so I'm partial to real estate, but it would be, you know, don't buy crap you can't afford to impress people you don't like with money you don't have. Nice. Uh, I like, I think I did a series of money quote, video, short money quote videos. I think that was on there as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, very advice. <laughs> Thank you so much. The best lessons are the most simple, right? <laughs> That's true. Because uh, Yeah, because people can remember them, right? <laughs> Thank you so much. That was really valuable. Now, did we forget anything? Anything you would like to add? No, I don't think so. If I, you know, if I can help anybody in any way, you know, you know how to find me. And I just, I appreciate all the work you're doing, giving everybody's message out there. So I appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, I'll be happy to read your book. I'll be happy to come on your podcast. So uh, see you again soon. And thank you everyone for joining this episode. If you liked it, don't forget to like it, subscribe and leave a review so that other people can find it too. And you'll be reminded of the next show. See you there. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Money and Business Hero podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and you got some value from it. Please take a moment to leave a rating or even better, a review. That helps awesome people like you to find the show and me to produce more and even better episodes. And don't forget to subscribe. If you want to get regular free tips, tools, techniques on how to build wealth and financial freedom, or simply how to improve your financial life in all three pillars of financial success. Join my free Money Hero Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Money Hero. Find the link in the description or find out more on the website moneyheroacademy.com. See you there.